Thanks for tuning in. On today's show, we talk about Chris Paul going to the Rockets. We also make our predictions on where Blake Griffin and Paul George are going to end up. And we were wrong about both. The key with Boston, I think, is Gordon Hayward, right? If they get a Gordon Hayward, then they're likely going to give up whatever assets they have to get Paul George. But I think if Boston falls through, he's going to L.A. I mean, what does what does any other team have to offer that he would sign for? What team's going to offer anything? Because you're going to want to have that assurance. Hey, PG, are you going to sign that extension? Because if not, why would you give anything up? Well, allegedly, he's open to re-signing with Cleveland if he goes to Cleveland. But I'm telling you, right? I told you this. Gordon Hayward will be a Boston Celtic. If Paul George doesn't go to Boston with him, Blake Griffin will be a Boston Celtic, which leaves Paul George to either go to Cleveland or Los Angeles. You're tuned into the New Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another awesome edition of the New Channel Sports Podcast. You're on with Oenyi. What's going down, Chris? What's good, man? Let's get to it. Trade day. What's the deal? What's up, Oenyi? Cowboy Nation in the house. Want to give a shout out to Cowboy Nation, Laker Nation. You know how we do it. I'm so sick of this Cowboy Nation, <laughs> Laker Nation, all this crap. Anyway, NBA offseason. Things are going crazy. Already. Chris Paul is a damn Houston Rocket. CP3 is in H-Town. I'm excited, and then I'm kind of not excited. You know, it kind of fits. Choke City, Chris Paul. Wow. It all, I mean. I'm going to choke you. <laughs> That's what I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to come across here and choke you. I've had enough of this bashing of Houston. Let me tell you something right now. Houston is about to start their golden age, Okay. I'm making a prediction right now. In the next four years, three of our major teams will all have championships. Wow. The Astros, they're on fire, bro. They're on fire. They're going to have a chip very, very soon. <laughs> if, if there's three chips in Houston, it'll all be from the Astros. The Texans, Deshaun Watson, this boy is going to start tearing it up with J.J. Watt. And we're not talking about AFC South championships right no, we're, we're talking, talking about, about nfl championship and then the rockets once we get cp3 and not mellow forget mellow whoever else comes here then we're gonna start tearing off too you know laker nation almost has cp3 once and then the nba nixed that deal so be careful don't get your hopes up mm. rockets were part of that deal too yeah so. <laughs> yeah don't, don't get your hopes up karma Wasn't, um karma that was a paul gasol paul gasol yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, let's get back to the NBA, man. We got a lot of stuff going on. Gordon Hayward, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Jeff Teague. Has there ever been this much activity during the offseason in the NBA? I think there's always activity in the NBA, which is why during this time period of where the two major sports here, basketball, football, are not on, the NBA has always thrived with the where are the free agents going. So I think it's always been like that. I, I mean, I think we've had a lot of movement in recent years, but I'm talking about like we've got people already agreeing to terms with people and agreeing to meetings. I mean, maybe I got to go back and understand what tampering means, but I'm I'm confused. I mean, because 
I mean, as as we sit here, you know, Jeff Teague is allegedly committed to going to Minnesota. I don't know how that's t- not tampering. Gordon Hayward's meeting with the Heat tonight at midnight. Uh, how's that? How's that not tampering? I, I mean, the way it. it's always been in the NBA, and the NBA's been very strict with the GMs. GMs, you can't talk to other players. You can't even talk about other players. But the way the players have kind of circumvented that is. They basically are the mouthpiece for the GM. That's what it they seems like. They go with the terms and everything. So it's not tampering. At least the NBA doesn't see it that way as far as the players are concerned. I don't care. I'm just happy that CP3 is in Houston. It ain't, it's not happening yet. If you, guys, you still got like four and a half hours, man. Well, it's going to happen. Okay. CP3 is going to be a rocket, and we now have the best backcourt in the NBA. Sorry, Steph Curry. Sorry, Clay Thompson. Splash birds in my ass. CP3 and and the chef. You own one today, huh? I am. I am. I am. Now, before before I go on and tell you how excited I am about CP3. I can tell already. I've seen this movie before. Okay? I have. Let me be honest with you. I don't want to be a complete homer. Okay? Charles Barkley comes to the Rockets. No championship. Scottie Pippen comes to the Rockets. No championship. Ron Artest comes to the Rockets. No championship. I'm going to choke you, Trey. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to choke you, okay? People are going to hear this sound of someone gasping for air. <laughs> and it's going to be you. No, I believe that was a compact center. You guys may not hear Trey on this station or this podcast ever again in life. Okay. Anyway, so Rod Artest, Tracy McGrady, no chip. Okay, so I've seen this movie before. Dwight Howard, no chip. Kudos to the Daryl Morey. Every year he seems to pull a rabbit out of his hat and bring new additions to the Rockets, get us excited. I want to say kudos to all Houston teams, okay? Even with the Texans, they, they've been messing up, but they got Deshaun Watson now, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show Houston some love today because I've been listening. I, I've been listening to these last podcasts, man. I've been letting you get over with a lot of shh. You know what? <laughs> Sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure I rep Houston today on this podcast hey, for sure. I'm, hey, I, it's 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 not where you're from or so yet. I'm in Houston, but I'm just I'm just going to be real with you. And 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 like we talked about the last time we spoke, you know, not we mentioned they're going to have to give up a lot to get CP3. And I I'm a huge huge fan of CP3. In fact, one day I have to tell you the story on why myself and my family are all Chris Paul fans, but. Um, first of all, he lost money to me in the 2006 All-Star game. We bet money on a, on who was going to win, come back and win. So now you're at Houston, CP3, I'm going to come after you for that. But um, we had seven players, right, were involved in the trade for Chris Paul. It was eight. Eight players total? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people. That's a lot for Chris Paul. Beverly, come on. I mean, Beverly's so, not that okay, good, man. Hold, okay, That's hold all on. I've been hearing on the radio is, second. oh, we got Wait. rid of Beverly, blah, 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 blah. Who's Beverly, a, all he did was play defense. Who was a better defender on your team than Patrick Beverly? Nobody, but yeah, it's okay. not going to help us win the championship. So you gave, up your first, you gave up your best perimeter defender. Chris Paul is a pretty good damn defender himself. He's not bad at all. I'm not saying I'm upset with the trade, but Lou Williams, who won, was very excited to be here, but... A former six man of the year, up for six man of the year again, instant offense off the bench. You gave that up. Decker, right? Who's young, talented. I know he's had his ups and downs this year. That I mean, just those three players alone, in my opinion. That and a first round draft pick. 
let, let me let me say something real quick. I mean, if Chris Paul calls me and I'm the GM of the Rockets and he's like, I want to play for the Rockets. What are you going to do to make that happen? If they bring up all those eight players to me, I'm going to do it. it. It may not be or may not look in hindsight the best move to do. But if you have an opportunity to bring Chris Paul to your organization, you do it. How old is Chris Paul? He's 32. 30, 32 years old? Yeah. I'm saying you literally went to win now, like at all costs. Like it's win now or never. How long are the Golden State Warriors going to be the best team in the NBA? Probably another three or four years. At least. Mm-hmm. It could be longer than that. Right. So you got to do everything you can to attract other players. But you're not going to beat them anyway. Well, if you attract other players, maybe you will. Who? You can't you can't just bring a Paul George or LeBron James or Russell Westbrook to your team without having other pieces there, right? I agree with That's that. That's true. I think the thing is when you have a player like a James Harden, you're always in a win-now mode. You really don't have a choice. Either you're in a win-now mode or you're the Indiana Pacers getting ready to trade your franchise away. So there are more issues like this. The Warriors are great. But I can't watch my superstar get out of his prime without at least loading him up with players to win. Right. So that's why he's going for it. Chris Paul's 32, but it's not like James Harden is getting any younger. Chris Paul's still in his prime now. They still have opportunity if they move some pieces around to get another star player in there. And you never know when you have those stars, you put yourself in instant position to beat a team like the Warriors. I'm a huge Chris Paul fan, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy seeing him play every day, you know, being here in Houston. I'm just concerned that James Harden had arguably one of the best seasons in recent NBA history. In recent memory, I don't know many players minus Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I mean, it may be one or two of LeBron's previous years that, that were statistically as good as what James Harden did. And that was solely because he had the ball in his hand the entire time. Now, that came back to haunt him in the playoffs. I think that that was hard. And when D'Antoni said, you know, neither there won't be a time, I guess, unless they're blowing people out, that either James Harden or Chris Paul aren't on the floor at the same time. That, to me, is no one in the NBA has that luxury. Nobody. So those lulls where the Rockets aren't scoring, that's not going to happen with Chris Paul out there. But my concern is, who are you going to get to play with him? Yeah, you got Chris Paul and James Harden. Who else? Well, you got to start somewhere. Like like Chris was saying, you, you got to put the pieces together. You don't want to be a Paul George where eventually, like, I want to lead the Pacers. But you with know? the way the, the makeup of the team right now, the way that it stands right now, if they're not very fortunate in free agency – who we got? Ariza, Capella. Well, they have a, they have a star lineup, and they also have Gordon, who's going to come off the bench. Anderson, Gordon, and then you still have that eight million dollar trade exception. You go get somebody in free agency, and then maybe you do get rid of a Ryan Anderson. You open up more cap space. You get a I don't know, uh, maybe you trade for a Paul George, and you know that's just kind of a fairy tale thing right now. Or maybe you get a Paul Millsap, a player who can come in and help you immediately. Well, you have three stars on your team. But That's what you dream for. But we're gonna have to you tra- worry about the rest later. We're going to have to trade a lot of money or a, a lot of salary to get Millsap. And, and to get them. Millsap's not taking a mid-level exception. He's not taking that. Yeah. He's not going to do it. So, I mean, and Ryan Anderson with his shooting woes, I mean, depending on what building, if he's at home or whether it, he's away, it depends on whether or not he's going to make a three-pointer <laughs> or not. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much value we have um, – for the Rockets, that's going to say, you know, yeah, we'll we'll take Ryan Anderson off your hands. I mean, I, you can't get rid of a reason now. You have because who else going to play defense? 
I agree with that. My philosophy, and I'm very confident this is Moore's philosophy, you get the stars, you worry about the role players later. That's what you do. And that's the only thing you you can do at this point. So they still have an opportunity to flip that Ryan Anderson contract. If, like you said, if somebody's going to eat it, right? If they flip that contract, they get a Paul Millsap. Maybe they get another type of player who comes in to help immediately. At that point, if you're Daryl Moore in the Houston Rockets, you don't really care how you fill out the rest of the roster. You just fill it out, and then you put those boys on the court. Yeah. I mean, I think most teams got, what, eight players? I mean, to go deep in the playoffs, you're going to need to be eight, nine deep preferably. And we're talking about Paul, Harden, Ariza, Capella. Gordon. Gordon. Anderson's on Anderson, if he's going to – Don't, it, don't it, forget about Nene. Nene's if he can stay healthy. Back. And realize D'Antoni only plays, what, seven, eight-man rotation in the playoffs anyway. Right. So it's really, I mean, they're already close to hitting that number at this point right now. We're going to see. We are going to see. Yeah, like like Chris was saying, though, you just got to get the, the players there. I believe that because Chris Paul is on the team, it's going to attract more superstars to want to come and play with him. I hope so. I hope so. It would be great. I mean, and the no state income tax definitely helps. Right, right, uh, So right. some of those guys can take a little <laughs> less money no, um, off the contract and know that they're gonna, they'll are gonna they basically get that back. Uh, and, I mean, they'll be winning. I think the Spurs are in trouble. Um, the Rockets already, you know, did well against them as it was regular season-wise. Uh, I think we'll see teams like Memphis. The Clippers are obviously not going to – the Rockets aren't going to have to worry about them. So, you know, getting that two or three seed, I think the number one seed's a given. But, you know, getting that two or three seed, top four seed in the West, that should be easy, easy yeah. going forward. It should be. I still have questions about how where they're going to fit in. There's going to be some growing pains initially because Harden was so used to having the ball all the time. 55 wins? No. I'll say 60. 60? I'll say 60. I mean, people forget, though, Harden really wanted a point guard from the very beginning of him coming to Houston. People he forget had Jeremy that Lin? He had. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to get Lawson uh, a couple seasons ago, and that didn't work out. But what Harden ultimately wants to do is slash around and have somebody else dominate it. And when he needs to do what he has to do with the ball, he'll do that. Harden thrives with this type of player on his team. Uh, Chris Paul, what have the Rockets been trying to do for about three, four years? They wanted a lead guard who could play defense and could – score on offense what did they go out and do they got the very best guard in the nba i mean come on now the best guard one in of NBA? the best guards. one of the best guards best point guard in the nba for sure best point guard in the nba what point guard is better than chris ball i think no, he's no, no, no. i think he's the best leader in the nba i don't know that he's the best point guard it, in the de- NBA. it, it, uh, it depends on how you define a point guard he's today. top five for sure Maybe if you're, talk, if you're talking about if you're talking about a, a pass first point guard a point guard that has to distribute the ball then Chris Paul is the best point guard in the league. But nowadays, someone might say that Steph Curry Steph is Curry the best point is guard. Is a better point guard is today. Is the best point guard in the league. Steph Curry's not a better point guard than Chris Paul. Well, like I said, he, it depends not. on how you define point guard. He's now. the best leader in the NBA, in my opinion. Uh, isn't he the president of the Players Union, too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah, great yeah. leader. I mean, he's a great leader. I, t- I love, I'm a huge. Chris Paul well, I've fan. been hearing some huge people Chris question his leadership now. I, I, I think that I think that's going to happen with the fallout from you know LA. I mean think about what happened last year with DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean DeAndre Jordan would have been in Dallas had it not been for Chris Paul. Uh, to go back and Blake Griffin obviously to go back and do that. He's he's led that team and turned that team around, but Doc Rivers, you know, being in the position that he's at, um 
allegedly playing favoritism to his son and things like that. I mean, that that type of stuff would get on anybody's nerves, to yeah. be honest with you. I don't believe that, though. I hope not. But I think inherently, it's it may not have happened, but the perception. I think that's what it was. It's more yeah. perception thing. Yeah. More than anything. I don't know. Yeah, so when you hear things like this and then two or three or four years later down the line, you figure out, then that was really true. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we're going to find out a lot about Chris Paul his, with his stint in Houston. This is going to make or break his legacy, yeah. pretty much. He was in New Orleans. He was in L.A. He's never gotten past the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Okay? You can't call a player like that one of the greatest ever if you've never gotten past second round of the playoffs. <clears throat> you can't call a player like that a great leader if you've never gotten past the second round of the playoffs. He's one of the best. I mean, he, they, they haven't really gone into many playoffs fully healthy anyway. They blew a, what, a 3-1 three, three lead one. to the Rockets? They blew a 19-point. Oh, the Rockets. The Rockets. Teams. Yes, I said the Rockets. Right. And they blew it 19 points to Josh Smith and the Rockets. Josh Smith was the, the leader of that push, and that's what they lost to. Yeah. Okay, they, 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 they and hurt. you want to call hurt, you want to call Houston choke city? They were hurt. The L.A. Clippers in the I mean, last I'm, five years they got hurt. More. No, they, they, no, 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 they, they there were no were injuries. No, no injuries. I'm pretty Their sure. Their pride was hurt. I'm pretty sure Blake no. went down. Blake no. or Chris Paul no. went down. No. None of them. I'm healthy. pretty sure they were both they healthy. healthy. We have to go back and check the tape. Might want to look that up. Yeah, they were healthy. So, so is Chris Paul being a coward since he lost a three one lead to the Rockets and he's coming to play with him now? That was how many years ago? I'm just asking. I mean, since that's if that's what people if that's what people uses all these words. Ever since you ever since you said what you said about Kevin Durant, Chris, about it being I'm just saying uh, a weak move. If is it a weak move? I'm just saying he blew a three one lead. Different. He has the Rockets have dominated him. Is it it a weak move? I'm just saying it's different. I'm just asking a question. It's different. (laughs) It is definitely different. It's a different situation. Okay, when you come from. And then, like I said, that happened what two or three years ago when he blew a three. I think three, years ago. yeah, two, yeah, I think yeah. yeah when yeah. when, when, that, when, it, when it happens consistently year after year, and oh, you choke, okay, eventually you're going to have to leave that organization, okay. As opposed to Kevin Durant, it happened one time. So I get it, I get it. If he's the king of chokes, and then he comes to Choke City, then it all makes sense. <laughs> he could be the ultimate choker in the ultimate choke town. So that makes sense. I get it. I can't wait for the Rockets to play the Lakers. I just can't wait. I can't wait for Chris Paul to cross Lonzo Ball over and mm. do something to him and just and then Harden is gonna dunk on the whole we'll Lakers. Probably team. beat y'all by thirty. As got, long as we go to the playoffs. You got the Lamar okay. ball in them. That's what it is. Speaking it into existence. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we got other players to mention here. Okay. Where does Paul George go? if you had to guess right now, where's Paul George going? I think Paul George is probably going to Boston or L.A. Um, Boston obviously has the the picks to do it. But I, the key with Boston, I think, is Gordon Hayward, right? If they get a Gordon Hayward, then they're likely going to give up whatever assets they have to get Paul George. But I think if Boston falls through, he's going to L.A. I mean, what does, what does any other team have to offer that he would – Sign for what team's going to offer anything because you're going to want to have that assurance. Hey, PG, are you going to sign that extension? Because if not, why would you give anything up? Well, allegedly, he's open to re signing with Cleveland if he goes to Cleveland. But I'm telling you, right? I told you this Gordon Hayward will be a Boston Celtic. If Paul George doesn't go to Boston with him, Blake Griffin will be a Boston Celtic, which leaves Paul George to either go to Cleveland. Or Los Angeles. That's how the dominoes will fall. 
and it all centers around of all people, Gordon Hayward. Hayward, Yeah, that's what this all centers around. Whatever, once he signs or once he decides, I think you'll see all the other stuff fall into place. Because Gordon Hayward doesn't have there are not many places that are going to be able to to appeal him. It's going to be, and I think he's taking the the meeting in Miami out of courtesy. Uh, it's maybe a personal favor to someone or something, but Gordon Hayward is going to Boston. And then after that, I think that's when we're going to get a better idea of where everybody else is going to go. So you don't think there's any shot that he re-signs with Utah? Nope. I don't think so. Utah today, they signed, um, they traded for Ricky Rubio. Right. I think that's a move with them trying to keep Gordon Hayward because you still have um, the big man down there, Rudy Gobert. Gobert. And then you get... Hayward back, and you have a pretty formidable offense with a point guard to run the show. Okay, but let's think about this. If you're Gordon Hayward, would you rather play with Ricky Rubio and Gobert, or would you rather play with Avery Bradley, Isaiah Thomas, and Al Horford, and Blake Griffin? I would probably rather play with the Celtics, but it's a little more than that because with Gordon Hayward, you got to think about all their ages. That Utah team is still kind of young. And they're almost young to the point where they could even ride past a Golden State. Oh, and your and your college coach. I forgot about that. Did you see? Do you remember what Golden State did to Utah this this season in the playoffs? It was bad. It was terrible. Yeah. And Gordon Hayward knows I'm gonna have to face. Even if you get a top four seed, if you're the number four seed, you're gonna play against them again, and you're not going anywhere. Don't forget about the Rockets. So, so then, so he knows he's not going anywhere. But if he gets to Boston, I mean, he's guaranteed to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. He's guaranteed. I would get. They're guaranteed to be there. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I don't see. I just don't. I mean, I don't know. And I just see. I see that happening. No, I agree with you. I think Gordon Hayward would much rather play in the Eastern Conference than play in the Western Conference, especially if they do get Blake Griffin to go there. I think they have a much better chance of surpassing. LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers as opposed to Kevin Durant and that Golden State Warrior team. No, I agree with that. And uh, who really knows how, how many years um, LeBron James has? You know, no one really talks about that because he's a, he's a machine out there. But right. he's putting up all these minutes. He's been to eight straight final appearances. It's going to catch up with him sooner or later. Yeah. And Boston will be in prime position mm-hmm. to take that place and, you know, go to the finals. He's playing 100-plus games a year for eight years in a row. And people keep saying he's in the prime of his career. When has anybody been in the prime of their career 17 years in? Right? Is that, is that, LeBron's 32? 32. So. Oh, 33? 15 years? 13. 13 years. He's just years 32? Old? Yeah. I thought it was like 39 or 40. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Greg Oden's spawn. Uh, but, but I mean, however many years he's been in the league, I have to, I have to confirm that. But who's been in, who's been in the who's in the prime of their career after all he's done, all the MVPs, all the finals, and everything else, and still be considered the prime of his well, career? Hakeem Olajuwon was in the prime of his career for a very long time as well. I just wanted to bring his name up. I'm just I'm Houston up today, Houston, Texas. You're t- oh, you're talking about the year when Robinson won the MVP and over then, Oh yeah, sure, and then. That one Akeem his dream signature shake, play. He dream shake his the crap out of David his Robinson. His signature play you like to go back and refer to. That signature uh, play. Anyway, man. But yeah, you're right, though. LeBron James, he's he's a beast. He's been at the height of his career for a very, very long time. He, You can argue that even though they lost the finals, this was his best performance in the finals. the finals. Yeah. I mean, he, the man averaged a triple-double. Yeah. The first player ever to do that in a losing effort. So, I mean, when is he going to slow down? He's kind of like Tom Brady, man. 
when is this guy going to slow down? Mm-hmm. 14, you know? He's been in the league 14 years. Wow. Tom Brady's not slowing down. It's a goat. Tom Brady's, that's a clone. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. So uh, we have uh, Paul George. Okay, so we're, we're in consensus that he's either going to go to L.A. or Cleveland. I think so. Right. I think an outside chance that he goes to Boston, but I think there's a small chance if the dom- the dominoes had to fall perfectly, or a team like Houston could get him. So Boston strikes out. He doesn't want to go to Boston for some reason. He goes to the pitch. He doesn't want to be there. He looks back at his team Utah, and he decides there. So then you have Boston, who's not a position to get him, and then you have L.A. Maybe Indiana Pacers feel like LA, what L.A. is giving them is not enough. They don't want just a young player. They want multiple young players. And when they figure out, okay, you guys are giving us young players who are not going to contribute to our team, why not bring our first son home, Eric Gordon, Houston Rocket? That could be something that could happen. But I think a lot of dominoes have to fall before that would happen. But PG going to L.A., I think L.A. would have to give up more than that, what they want to give up, but they better do it before a team like Houston sw- comes in right well, in. Well, Houston don't have anybody else to give up. They, got, they got Eric Gordon. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but they're not, that's not going to be enough to get Paul George. But I think Houston kind of set the table and set the precedence. I mean, you give up seven players, and now teams are just trying to give up a couple players and a couple draft pick for – I mean, people missed out. And, and Houston put all of their eggs in the Chris Paul basket. So hopefully they didn't mess up. Well, the only player I could see, honestly, if I had to pick a player or bet on a player coming to Houston, is Carmelo Anthony. That's the only one I could see actually coming here. Once the Knicks buy him out or whatever, he only has two options as well. Yeah. Cleveland or the Rockets. Well, him and Chris Paul are BFFs, so I right. mean, like, literally BFFs. I'm confident if, if Carmelo Anthony gets bought out, he's not coming to Houston. The thing with Carmelo Anthony, if he gets bought out, he's going to, to Cleveland in a heartbeat. It's not even a question. I don't think he's even considering it. I think he would only come to Houston in a trade. And how that money would fit, I, I don't think it would fit. The only way Carmelo Anthony is going to be in a Houston uniform is if he's traded. I can pretty much say this. There is a 0% chance if he gets bought out, he's coming to Houston. 0% chance. He's going straight to Cleveland. Unless LeBron James says don't come, he's going to Cleveland. I, I, why? Why would you say that? I don't understand. I mean, we all know Carmelo, right? We know the decisions that he's made in his career. He's right? not the place for him if he wants to keep doing that. <laughs> and don't forget, Dan Tony's multiple times come out and said negative things towards Carmelo Anthony on multiple occasions. As early as what, April? He was talking noise when he had a interview? No way. If he gets bought out, he's going straight to Cleveland. He's not coming near here. Okay, then. So that means Blake Griffin to Houston. What are the odds of that? No, no way. I don't think him and Chris Paul are friends. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think they're friends. Well, we, you just said it was perception. Now you're saying you don't think they're, they're friends. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't think Chris Paul and Blake Griffin are friends. friends. It's obvious, though. The reason why I say that is when you see Chris Paul go down the regular season, you see Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin dribbling more. getting. You know, he. you can tell the Blake Griffin is better than people think, by the way. I agree. I want to put that out I there. Totally I think without Chris Paul, people are going to see Blake Griffin in a completely different light. I think – I don't agree. I we, told we, you. we already had this discussion. He said, this is what Trey said. Trey said that if Blake Griffin by himself goes to the Boston Celtics, it makes that team a hundred times better. I didn't say a hundred times better. I said ninety five percent. Ninety five percent. I think they could have taken two games against Cleveland with Blake Griffin. By himself. If he if if you just add take away whoever you want to, Crowder, and add in Blake Griffin, I think that series changes. I agree with that. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think Blake Griffin. I told you, Chris Paul makes Blake Griffin 
and DeAndre Jordan look way better than what they are. Blake, now, I, I'm a fan. I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I agree with the DeAndre. I think you're going to see a player like Clint Capella. He's going get, to do Lob good, City. get all his dunks, Lob City, whatever. But Blake Griffin is on a different level. I think you're going to see what, him. What has he done to make you say that exactly? Watch when Chris Paul goes down. Okay, when but Chris Paul that's goes, in the regular season. He might, you know, get the ball more often and dribble the ball a little bit more and have these awkward layups that he he hits and all this other stuff. But he's not a, a, a player that you can build your team his around. His elbow jumper, oh his mid-range jumper. I'm just telling you, man. The I, dude I'm not saying there's a player you can build your team around. Exactly. As a player, there's not that many A players in the NBA to begin with. But as a B player, they're second star on the team. He's he's a great player. I think he makes any team better. So yeah. you think he has the opportunity to be a superstar in this league? Is that what you're saying? Well, y'all have already you've already heard me define superstar. I don't think there are two superstars in NBA oh, right you, now. But do you think three. he has the opportunity to be that? Blake Griffin, yes, yes. I I couldn't. I disagree. I told you. I, mean, I, I, I there's all he can do is all a man can do is dunk. That's it. No. I, I, hmm. Look, how old, how old is Blake Griffin now? He's 29 right now. Okay, he's had multiple injuries. Okay, there was like I told you on the last show, there was a period of time where Chris Paul did go down. And Blake Griffin did step up, and he was like, mm, this guy might be doing some stuff. But then he got hurt, and that derailed all of that. I, I honestly can't see Blake Griffin being a superstar in if this he league. Stay, if he stays healthy, I think – I mean, he's probably – he's probably – I mean, I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but he's probably a walking double-double. If I had to guess, he's probably about 18 and 10, 18 and 9 on his career. I mean – I don't know. I could look it up. But yeah, go ahead, Stat Man. Yeah, I know. I, he's not that. I mean, he's not that bad of a basketball player. Well, you look at Blake Griffin. Okay, so he's a power forward. Um, what's it? Aldridge is better. Right? Well, right now? Right now. No, sir. No, sir. Aldridge is a better power forward let right say, now. Let me, let me say something about Lamarcus Aldridge. He's the only player in the last 20 years that ever won it out. Don't hold that against him. <laughs> That's now. all you need to say about that, man. So you think that Blake Griffin is way better than I apologize. Lamarcus I apologize. Blake Griffin is 22 and 9 career. He should have double digits of rebounds. Give me a break. Well, he's point, down there with DeAndre point, Jordan, though. 9.4. 9.4. I rounded down. All right. 9.4. But on, on, and, and four assists. I'd be curious to find out how many forwards in the NBA average 22, 9, and 4. You know what team I'd be interested to see Blake Griffin go to? Phoenix? O- no, Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. What, what would be interesting about that? Well, you have Westbrook, probably the most explosive player in the NBA right now. And then you add in another explosive player like Blake Griffin. And you have that fire one-two punch. Can you imagine those two dudes coming off the screen? What do you do? Man, if that little kid could put the ball between Oladipo's legs, <laughs> anybody can put the ball between Oladipo's legs. Yeah. But that's the it would just be them two. And they're not gonna win anything. They're not gonna win anything. They're not. So I mean there'll be another four or five C because the West is I, I mean, I think the West gets all this kudos for being such a great team uh, great division, but or conference, but I mean, after Golden State, San Antonio, um, Utah. Yeah. I think then, New Orleans is gonna be a little better. New Orleans. Yeah. Let me go in order. Let me go in order. Golden State, San Antonio, Utah, the Clippers. The Hornets. Everybody knew you were going to do that. The as Pelicans. soon as you said, as soon as you said, let's go in order. Everybody listening, everybody listening knew you were going to skip over the Rockets. Everybody knew that. But I'm not going to let you get away with it. Okay, I told you on this show, I'm repping H Town. Okay, 
I'm going to turn your mic off. <laughs> You're not going to talk anymore during this show. No, I mean, yeah, but they're not. I mean, I don't know. I think it's not as the West is watered down right now. I mean, I think that it's real top heavy. Yeah, very, very top. But that's heavy. the whole league, though, right? The whole league is top heavy. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think that. I didn't think that going into these playoffs. I thought Toronto had a chance to give Cleveland fits. I thought Boston would definitely give them fits, and I just knew the Wizards were going to. The East was. I was the, wrong. The playoffs in general were very disappointing, but yeah. the East was was horrible. But don't you think that's what has uh, free agency in such a tizzy right now? Because I mean, players are thinking. I mean, before they would go and play, and this whole thing about weak moves that everyone was talking about, Kevin. Durant, look at the moves people are making right now. Right now, it's because of Kevin Durant. Though, well, I think it goes back <laughs> further than that. I think no, it goes it back. Does, it does go back further than that. You know, what, I don't. I don't think it does. I think it starts and ends with Kevin Durant. Do you know? Do you do you know who James Worthy is? The league, Magic I, Johnson. I, I understand Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I understand the league has always had dominant players and really top-heavy teams. All I'm saying is this current edition of the NBA we're watching now <laughs> is just starting because of Kevin Durant. I think at one point in time, especially when I when we saw that you know that thirty for thirty with the Lakers and Celtics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Larry Bird, Danny Ainge, Dennis Johnson, all those guys were like in their day were really, really good basketball players. Maxwell, good player. You go back to those Pistons teams with Thomas and Dumars and Lambeer and Rodman. Give me a break. I mean, all those guys would be in the Hall of Fame if they're not already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right, right, right. And and so I think it goes, I mean, even, you know, back in the best team of this century, Laker Nation, baby. You know, we played in three straight finals, two separate occasions. I mean, we we were we were only two deep. That was it. And then we had role players, and everyone tried to form their teams to beat us. Everybody. And now we got Lonzo Ball. I mean, Paul George is coming home. Watch, <laughs> just watch. He's coming home, and then you're going to be mad. That same look you have on your face right now when Paul George comes home, and then LeBron joins him. And then D-Wade says, you know what? I'm going to take a cut, too. And then you're going to have, look, I'm speaking into an existence right now. Speaking L- L- it into Lonzo existence. Ball will be the new Mario Chambers of that team after that. That's what they're going to do. Man. They're going to scream him every possession coming down the court. Like, what are you doing? Do me a favor, man. When you get home, go just pull up a picture of Drake and Screech from Saved by the Bell. And if they had a kid, it would, <laughs> it would be Lonzo Ball. It would be Lonzo Ball. That's exactly who it would be. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh man, I Lonzo Ball is going to be a bust. I've, I've already expressed that. Yeah, I hope uh, you're wrong. He reminds me of a better version of Michael Carter Williams. Oh my goodness! Stop. That's that. what he reminds me Stop. of. Wow. Turn your own that's mic what he, off. That's what he reminds me of. That's Come what. He, on. That's what I see when I see him. That's. I'm just. I'm just speaking. That's how I feel. Okay. Okay. Well, He's a better version of him. Don't get me wrong. He's a better version of him. A much better version of him. But that's what he reminds me of. Okay. 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 That's, that's what he reminds me of. We're going to find out soon. So tonight, 1201, what's the first move you think we'll hear about? Hmm. What's the first signing mm. you think we'll hear? Well, like he said, it has to be Hayward. But right? he's meeting with Miami tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. mean signing? You mean big time signing? Big time mean? sign. Not the Lakers, Timothy Mozgov stuff like okay. we heard last year at 1205. Okay. I'll never forget it. But like, who do you think will be the first, the first big domino to fall? Like, who do you think that I be? think potentially. It could be Hayward, but I think that guy who would sign quicker than most people would think is probably Paul Millsap. I can see him going to a team like the Suns, and they offer him all the money in the world, and he's like, you know, I'm just going to take this contract and eat it. <laughs> and that'll be that. 
and that'll be the first big domino to fall. I think Blake. I think the Suns are in a run for Blake Griffin too. I mm-hmm. think that I think that would be a that would be a nice landing spot for him. A, a very very nice. He stays out west, gets to go. I mean, but I, I, if I were him, I'd run east. Um, and I guess Phoenix is a little east <laughs> from where he's at. But I think that's going to be big for him. But I think those are people going to wait. I'm just curious. I mean, I think you know, like what we were talking about before the show. I mean. Zach Randolph, I'd love to see where where he runs yeah. up. Zebo, I'd love to see where he goes. Uh, I hope he comes to the Rockets, man. That's you want everybody? You don't have that much money here. I don't care, man. I want <laughs> Zebo to come to the Rockets, man. Zebo with the Rockets and Chris Paul. Oh my goodness, that would be that nice. would be lovely. Yeah. That would be really that would really be nice. really really lovely. Yeah. If I can pick any power forward, forget Carmelo, forget Blake Griffin. Yeah. I want Zebo. That's why I want. I know he's old. I know he's old school, but. I want Zebo. That's who I want. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be a good signing. But if this Jeff Teague move to Minnesota takes place, I think that people aren't giving them enough credit for what they put together. They are going to be a very good. They 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 had the they lost more games after leading by double digits than anybody in the NBA last year. And putting someone like Jeff Teague at the point who knows what he's doing, and he's not going to kill you. He's not going to score forty. He may not even score 30, but he's not going to kill you. And he'll probably – he can get you double-digit points, double-digit assists with that team, with Wiggins and Butler and Carl Anthony Towns. You might be underestimating the West a little bit. I mean, I mean now – Because now that you're talking about it, you know, they have Minnesota. Let's say Minnesota lives up to expectations. You have the New Orleans Pelicans. Let's say they actually mesh Davis and Cousins mesh together. You have the Rockets. San Antonio, I never count San Antonio out. Okay, they were up by 23 points in that first game before Kawhi Leonard went down. And that's what they're all saying. They, they were just they didn't go down inevitable. To, but they have Greg Popovich still. They're still going to be formidable. Right. So the West is still going to be deep. And the Lakers are back, you know. And so now, what's that looking for? What do y'all? What do y'all? You, but when you say the West is deep, I, I mean, when I look at the West, I'm talking about legitimate teams that could come out. You're talking about contenders. Yeah, contenders. I don't care if you're an up-and-coming team that you look good. Okay. Well, I, this, this I'll give thing. you the Timberwolves, and I'll give you a team like the Six. So who's the seed next year in the West? The eighth seed? The eighth seed. If you had to pick an eighth seed right now, who is right that? Right now, I'd probably pick the Pelicans or the Timberwolves. Those are two formidable teams, man. Those are two dangerous teams. I See, I don't think so. I don't think those teams will be that low because Utah – if they lose Hayward, they're dropping, and and they lose George Hill. Well, too? I think I think I think if they lose Hayward, they're not in the playoffs. They're out of the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. So, but they were in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So so let's so you got Golden State, you got San Antonio, you've got the Rockets, the Clippers. If they lose Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, they may drop out. They're, they they it could easily drop out or drop down some. And then, then you got you're Portland. Looking, yeah, you're looking at Portland. I mean, they they're not really going anywhere. I mean, yeah. they're not going to drop out. Uh, and then after that, you still got New Orleans. Seed, you still have Minnesota. Yeah, it's going to be, I mean, yeah. That's six teams right there, right? Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be a fight to see who can get that 6 through 8 seed. That's going to be a nice, interesting fight to watch during the regular season. Laker Nation, baby. Whether they're not contenders. The Lakers are going to win the market now 10 games next season. Oh, man, you're 10. crazy. Maybe that 11. many? That's a lot. 10 games? Yeah, maybe, I'll give them 15. Yeah. I'll give them 15. i give them like five. Okay, we're going to see. Five or we're six. Back. That's we're back. It. Laker Nation's back. You heard it here first. I'm so sick of this Laker Nation stuff, man. <laughs> I can't express to you how sick I am of it. But anyway, man, um, I can't even talk. <laughs> you, because you, because you're thinking about Lonzo Ball. That's what you're thinking about. 
But but you had you had so Lonzo Ball right now. He's going to be the greatest point guard since Magic Johnson in a Lakers uniform. No, nah, since Derek Fisher. Okay, um, Chris, is he going to be? <laughs> I, I don't know. That's about. Um, I I think he's going to be a really good point guard. To be honest with you, when I watched him play in college, because I actually watched him a lot, I saw a little bit of Jason Kidd in this dude. But he's taller. His vision is fantastic. He will make that team better by the fact that he's on the court. But I think what's, underestim- um, what's underestimated about him, even though his shot is ugly, the boy has range. He has a very good shot. Yeah. Watch out for Josh Jackson. Right. We did talk about that He's going to be the time. NBA yeah. Rookie of the Year. I mean, and the more I watch more tape on this kid, this kid is amazing. I mean, he's really, really good. But the NBA is going to be, I mean, like we were talking about last time, we're, it's July, and we're talking about the NBA still. We're in the middle of baseball season, almost an all-star break. And there's some great stories going on in baseball, Astros being one of them. And we're talking about basketball, and we'll be talking about it for the next couple of weeks. That's the thing. The NBA has done better than any other league is the free agency period. They put the players moving all around. Everybody says, oh, super teams are bad, all that. That may be true, but we're still talking about it. It's exciting to see a Paul, Paul George possibly leave. It's exciting to see a Chris Paul go from uh, the Clippers to Houston. It's exciting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is, especially since he's in Houston. Yeah. We're in Houston. It's very exciting. Yeah. But like I said, I've seen this movie before. Hopefully, it's not the same ending. I I really hope that this turns out to be uh, its title or bust. I agree. Yeah. But I think that's like that for a couple teams, though. This is the first time in recent memory I've heard the San Antonio Spurs linked to, to- so many people in free agency. Mm-hmm. They've been fortunate enough over the past 20 plus years, 20 years, to be able to say, We've got a good roster coming back. We're going to be okay. But to hear them literally going after people, like openly going after people, normally stuff they do is behind closed doors. To be meeting with Iguodala tonight at midnight, that blows my mind. Well, I think the biggest thing that we've seen with this new CBA, you have a player like give a Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward can sign a three-year deal deal with the Boston Celtics and then re-up and take the super max instead of signing the five years now with Utah. So what does that mean? The big thing is these players can take shorter deals, go to other teams, and eat these large contracts. So you don't have to stay on your team and make that quote-unquote, oh, I'm making the homegrown money, right. my team's money. You don't have to do that at all. Right. The game's changed. The game's changed. The, the, the owners wanted it. The owners really didn't want it. The players wanted it. The players got it. And now I think these players are smart. They're they're taking advantage of the system. I think the owners have taken advantage for, of it for a long time. But now the people with money, uh, if you haven't heard Jay-Z's, uh, did you hear his album today? You know, I'm so out of the loop. I didn't even know he had Ooh, an album that came wee. out. I didn't even know. Man. It's not better than Kendrick, is it? All I'm telling you, if you listen to this man's song, I mean, just listen to his songs. Listen to the OJ story. And then when you get a chance, listen to 444. Uh, it's he he's giving a message. A million dollar life lesson for nine ninety nine is what he says. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But I think the rich has been getting rich. The owners have been eat, eating like fat cats, man. Like these dudes have just been raking in all this dough off these players, and now the players have an opportunity to do it. And I always say it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, right? Now the players got the gun, and now they can choose whatever they could go where they want to. They can negotiate the deal. A one year deal. A one year deal. LeBron just signed with Cleveland, what, two years ago? Yeah. And is a free agent again coming up soon. And so the players, like you said, the players have the mobility and the freedom to do what they want and negotiate these deals. And now the NBA is going to deal with it. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some changes. Yeah. I don't think this is going to last for very long. It can't. It can't. <laughs> because they're going to be teams like 
who do not have any of the stars and you're not promising like the Bucks, the Sixers, the Timberwolves, and you just suck. You're yeah. a bad team. Nobody's coming to watch that product. The owner's going to be mad. Yeah, the only reason LeBron's in Cleveland right now is because he was born in Cleveland. <laughs> That's the only reason. Cleveland will be one of these teams we're talking about, like, we can't get any players to come here. You, and you, that's that's why... What, what? You're not going on vacation to Cleveland? No, sir. No, sir. Uh, Houston's could very easily be one of those teams as well. That's why I give Daryl Morey so much credit for what he's been able to pull off with all these trades in the past um, couple of years. I think he is the template for what you do as a GM when you get a superstar. You do everything and anything to keep that star. That means you swing and you may miss, but at least you know when he's leaving and you go to your owner's office and say, look, Les, I did everything. Yeah, high risk, high reward. The the decision to go towards this analytical-type basketball is what's, in my opinion, saved the Houston Rockets. When they went to the point to where they are like, we're going to jack up a lot of threes. We're going to go get a coach like Mike D'Antoni who coaches that type of offense. I mean – his numbers haven't been great everywhere, but when you surround him with players that could do it, you're going to shoot a bunch of threes, you need a bunch of three-point shooters. And that's exactly what they went and got. And it's worked. Look what they're doing at Golden State. Houston's the same stuff to me. I think we're going to see a lot more Sam Hinkies in the NBA for the next couple of years. Just some GMs coming in and say, we're going, to, we're going to tank it, we're going to strip everything off, and we're going to become the 76ers. Because 76ers right now, five, six seasons, if them boys can stay healthy and they – meet their expectations. Yeah, they don't they, even have they, to exceed the expectations. Exactly. If they just do what they're supposed to do, they're going to be legit. They call them the feds. I don't know if you heard that the last time, the feds. Yeah, I heard uh, that. The fed, that's what they're calling them right now. So with all the kids that they got, so um, they've got Embiid, they've got um, Simmons, Simmons, Dark. Um, Dark. Yeah. Um, I can't, who's the F? Why can't I think of this right now? Fultz? Yeah, yeah Fultz. Fultz. It's Fultz. Yeah, yeah. It's Fultz. It's funny that we, we just now mentioned his name. Right, the number one pick in the, the draft. The number one right. pick in the draft. Fultz and B, Dark, and Simmons. They're calling them the Fed. So they've sold out mm-hmm. of the arena. They're sold out. The Philadelphia 76ers have season ticket, one, like 99.7, 99.8% season ticket holders in Philadelphia. Basketball. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I, I think Fultz is going to be the truth. That's the guy I'm most excited about yeah. seeing. Now, don't get me wrong with Lonzo Ball, part got of the a man reason, crush on him. No. <laughs> part of the reason why I don't like Lonzo Ball is because of the off-the-court issues. I remember talking to you about this on the last show. His father has put a bullseye yeah. on him. Everybody's going to go out there and try to play their best basketball against Lonzo Ball. Yeah, He's from L.A. He's still in L.A. He's going to have all these distractions, and he's going to be trying to play basketball. I just I can't see it right now. I really can't. And then he doesn't have the team around him that he has right now. Who's he have right now? Randall. Randall, uh, the number two pick is still there from last year. Was it Clarkson? No, 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 no. Tall Linkler boy from Duke. Well, whoever they have, it's Brandon not going to be enough. Ingram, there we go. Yeah, they're not going to be enough. I know y'all better I keep mean, my Lakers out y'all's mouth. Hey, Lakers, 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 Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys, Cowboys, America's team, Texas team, Cowboys. I like them apples. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> oh, man. So what, is it? what else are they talking about? Is that it? We done? Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about the free agents that's really going to mean something. I mean, we could right. always talk about the Cowboys. Nah, nah. We'll wait. You sure? We'll, we'll wait. We'll wait till they choke. That ain't happening. Nah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll wait till they choke. 
But I know you mentioned it earlier though. Shout out to the Astros, man. They were, they lost a few games and few games in a row and got back on track. Them boys are they had some injuries too though. That's yeah. part of the reason too. Well, the pitching, pitching was, yeah. it was it was hurting. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the way that they those dudes been hitting the ball lately, man. I mean, Bregman, Springer. You, this golden age coming, man. I I, I rep I rep the Astros. Oh man, the I golden the age Astros. is coming, man. Yeah. Yeah. This would be chip champagne all over the place in Houston, man. <laughs> as long as we're as long as, you know, Texans don't blow a thirty five point lead. Oh, you're gonna go you're gonna go to the Oilers? <laughs> I'm just saying. You're gonna do that. I'm just saying. That no, see, look, look, look. You've hurt my heart. Cause that that is that's a big one right there. How how dare you? I almost dropped the F bomb <laughs> on this podcast, bro. I cannot believe you went there. I cannot believe you did this. Man, I almost Oh I re- my god. I reached out to Frank Reich, man. He said he'd love to be a host. On the podcast, let me man, tell you right now. You. If I ever see Frank Wright in the street, I will murder this man. He said he'd be. He wants to call in, man. Talk with us a little bit. You don't want to do that. I will murder Frank Wright. Okay, Frank he's Wright. Kidding. He's kidding. No, I am dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Wright, if you're listening, I will murder you. <laughs> I back War Moon. War Moon, Akeem Olajuwon, Jeff Bagwell, all those guys. I backed up hundred and ten percent. I will kill for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Who scored more runs on Jeff Bagwell home runs? What Astro scored more runs on Jeff Bagwell home runs? You saying Biggio? Are you talking about I'm who? asking you. You talking about RBIs? No. So when Jeff Bagwell hit a home run, what Astro? What Astro scored the most runs off of his home runs? I had to guess Biggio. What do you guess? Biggio. Uh, also? It's not Caminetti. He went here longer. God bless yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Jeff Bagwell. Oh, he scored. <laughs> well, I feel like a fool. <laughs> oh, Trey, 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 Trey. Some of my uh, dad jokes, man. I got I to gotta bring him out the closet every now and then. Yeah, you're bringing something else in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's it, man. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check out the podcast daily for sports news and scores. Thursdays for the take of the week. And every Tuesday and Saturday for discussions on hot sports topics.